Hello, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we are continuing a series called True Story. And in True Story, we have been looking at stories from Scripture and pairing them with some of our favorite movies. Uh, in the first week, we looked at Toy Story, and we studied the, the story of Cain and Abel from Genesis. We learned the ways that God calls us to be secure in our identity. And then last week, we worked through The Incredibles and how God empowers us to do difficult things. And this week, we are going to be taking a look at what happens when we face the unknown. Right now, in 2020, uh, there's so much that you are probably experiencing that is unknown. At any point in time, you might be stepping into a situation that is brand new or different or just simply unexpected. Whether it is starting a brand new school, trying to figure out how to resolve a fight with a friend, or maybe you're just trying something new, or, or maybe you're choosing to break up with a significant other. Whatever it is, whether you're considering a big decision or just trying to finish out the rest of this year strong, everywhere we look, there are things that are unknown to us. And when we face uncertainty, that can be absolutely paralyzing for some of us. It is a scary thing to move forward and to not know what is coming or waiting for you on the other side. And because we're talking about the unknown, we're going to talk through a movie that is all about going into the unknown. It's actually up. It's not Frozen 2. It's up. And up tells the story of a man named Carl. And Carl has big dreams of going on adventures with his wife, uh, Ellie. The two of them get married, and they grow up, they save their money, but life became uncertain in some difficult and not-so-adventurous ways. There were financial unknowns. There were health problems. And there was so much more. And eventually, Ellie actually dies. And Carl has to face the uncertainty of a life lived alone. When they were younger, though, Carl and Ellie created an adventure book. It was this place where they put all of their memories of, of things they wanted to do, all of their goals, together. And Carl had actually forgotten about this book. He had forgotten about how to be adventurous, how to face challenges with excitement. And it wasn't until Carl eventually rediscovers this book and remembers Ellie and how she lived her life that he was ready for a new challenge, a new adventure. And the reality is the unknown doesn't need to be scary. In fact, it might just be an invitation for us to take a brand new adventure. In the Old Testament, in the book of Ruth, we read about two women named Naomi and Ruth. And in the middle of this famine, Naomi gets married and she has two sons. The whole family grew up following after God, loving God, being close to God. And then one day, after choosing to move into a foreign country, Naomi's husband dies. One of the sons goes on to marry a woman named Ruth. However, 10 years later, both of her sons die as well. There wasn't a handbook for this situation. There wasn't any formal training or preparation for how to live in a foreign country. They couldn't just go on Google and start searching up customs or, or what to do or how to convert currency. They couldn't use Apple Pay or have friends Venmo them money. She was in unknown territory. So she decided to do something sensible. Go home. Ruth chapter 1, this is the message transla translation. It says this. It says, after a short while on the road, Naomi told her two daughters-in-law, go back, go home, live with your mothers, and may God treat you as graciously as you treated your deceased husband." me. May God give each of you a new home and a new husband. She kissed them and they cried openly. 
They said, no, we are going with you to your people. Naomi pushed back and, and demanded that they stay. They, they were wrong. They, they were making a mistake. These women were young. They were capable of bearing children. They could each still find a husband and have sons in this place. This was their homeland after all. One daughter hears this and says, yeah, you're right. I'm going to leave. She chooses to go, but Ruth decided to stay. She refused to leave, saying, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you sleep, I will sleep. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And one thing we need to remember about this culture is it's not ours. Sometimes we read the Bible, read, read through scripture, and we think like, yeah, these people are just like us. But at this time, women didn't have the same rights that we celebrate today. Being widows, they were among the most vulnerable people in society. Many women at this time weren't allowed to hold down jobs. They weren't allowed to own property. And so without a husband to support them, to care for them, they were without hope. They'd have to beg on the streets. They were in danger and their futures were uncertain. And when these two women faced the unknown, a couple of things happened. First, we recognize that Naomi was absolutely devastated. She's absolutely gutted at the loss of her husband and the loss of her sons. And this serves as a brilliant reminder that the stories we read about in scripture, they're not just these made up things that have happened somewhere to these absolutely perfect people who were kind of like robots. This reminds us that the people in the scriptures, they're real people with real questions, real struggles, real emotions, real big feelings. And then another thing happened, Ruth, a woman who didn't know God, chose to embrace the unknown a little bit differently. After years and years of watching her mother-in-law faithfully follow after God, she willingly chose to take a risk. She chose to commit her life to commit her loyalty, not just to Naomi, but to Naomi's God as well. And so together, facing the unknown, these two women returned to Bethlehem, still not knowing what the future might hold for them. And here is the absolutely great thing about this story. God doesn't leave them without hope. God doesn't leave them where they are. Ruth 4 says this, it says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. She became pregnant and bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child, laid him on her lap. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Nothing could replace the loss of their husbands, the loss of Naomi's sons. But they didn't stop God from rebuilding their families. What we see in these verses it isn't just some woman getting married or becoming pregnant, but is an example of God absolutely, completely restoring the most vulnerable people in society. And God doesn't just restore these women, but God continues the most important family line in the Bible. Obed became the father of a son named Jesse, who became the father of a man named David, who became the future king of Israel. And many generations after that, David's descendants brought another son into the family, another son into the world. 
named Jesus, who would become the Savior of all things, the Redeemer of all people, the one who reconciles everything. There are so many things that we can pull from this story. We learn that that God isn't afraid of doubts, that God isn't afraid of questions or big emotions. We learn that God is going to meet our needs, that God is going to restore, that God knows our future and has a plan for us. We learn that God is always in control. And so like Naomi and Ruth, each one of us, regardless of your age, is going to come to a moment in time where you face uncertainty about what is up ahead. And we can never be absolutely certain about what is going to happen next. But when we experience those moments, let the story of Naomi and Ruth, let their lives remind us of God's goodness and control. Because of who God is, we can embrace the unknown. So what is it that you're worried about? What's that thing in the back of your mind, that uncertainty that's just eating away at you day after day? What areas of your life do you need some guidance or assurance that God is actually in control? Whatever it is, I want you to remember what's true about this story, what's true about God, what is true about you. God can handle your questions. God can handle your struggles. God is a provider. God has a plan. God is in control, which means you don't need to worry. God is good. And because of who God is, we can embrace the unknown.